What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. So how's everything going? We know so much is happening with the league right now. Um, yeah. Like, how are you feeling about everything? Yeah, it's been really heavy for sure. Um, I mean, as you know, the, the soccer community is so small. So I've played with Sinead and Shim, a lot of the girls that have come out obviously recently and played for Paul as well. Um, so I think at the moment, most of the girls, especially when it happened, were, were just grieving. Um, even with Laura as our coach, um, she was really angry, frustrated with everything that was going on as well. Um, our clubs handled it really well in the sense that um, they just let us take our time um, individually. So if you didn't want to show up for practice, it was totally fine. Um, and kind of just, you know, make our way back to normal routine if it's possible during season. Um, you know, it's been, it's been incredible. Um, the whole league and showing what they've been doing, I think. Um, and it's impressive. I think for me, it's been, you know, mentally so draining to go out and play and perform has been actually really hard. Um, it's not something I really have um, ever, you know, gone through, I don't think. So it's, you know, and we all kind of grieve differently. So some of the girls, you know, finding peace in soccer and being back on the field has been great. And then others are just like, don't want anything to do with it kind of. Yeah. So it's been tough, um, but hopefully I'm hopeful that there will be change. Um, it's just really, really sad that it had to go to this extreme to have any dent. Right. <laughs> Definitely. And it's so, I feel like everyone deals with grief differently. So like some people, soccer is an easy distraction for them and other people yeah. like, need to step away and just like take time to like process. Absolutely. And that's totally what's been happening. Um, I took two days off of training, um, but our whole team pretty much trained. I was the only one that didn't. Um, but then like, I spoke to like Portland, I've got some friends down there and they're like, it's, it's hit or miss. Like some girls are just like not wanting to train. And then you know, there's like the aspect of like being physically ready for games too. So if you're like taking training off, like, are, is it safe to go back into games? Right. These were like the arguments we were having kind of with um, the league and whatnot, but. Yeah. But that's good. You're it, good. being supportive of your like choices and everything. Totally. Yeah. It's been great. What are you hoping to see? Like what changes are you hoping to see in the league moving forward? I think for me, especially being in the league for so long is like one, we do recycle quite a bit. So like mm -hmm. maybe not having that be as common as it is, unless it is like someone, you know, like all of Paul's stuff aside, I, I played for him as well. And as a coach, he was incredible, like in terms of like me developing and like, but you know, what, to what extent, obviously not what was going on. Um, but just finding and doing our research and backgrounds on coaches. Um, and I think like I'm in my B license right now. Currently um, we have like an NWSL one kind of going on. And I think we need to produce quality coaches. I think like it starts a lot like lower than, you know, already being here. So I think, you know, really investing in that um, I think is incredible. So kind of what they're doing with the B license, they provided it for the girls. So I think that's like a great start. Mm -hmm. Um and then the youth, right? I think um, I, I coached at UC Riverside. I took a year off of soccer and coached there as an assistant coach. And I saw the club scene being really diluted. Um, and that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it is a big money maker machine, right? So it's like, how can you really, you know, focus on developing the girls um, and males, to be honest, um, and then in the coaching as well. So I, I hope to see something like different 
Um, and maybe the league could provide that, right? Like we're doing the, the licensing now. So maybe that's something that you continue to see. Um, I wish I would have done like my C license and stuff, but because I've been a pro for so long, they allowed me to just jump to the B. Um, I find it very difficult right now. Um, the methodology and everything has been extremely hard and doing it while we're playing has been really hard. So um, it's a start, but hopefully there's like other ways to, you know, kind of involve um, coaching with the players in the NWSL and it be like really efficient, but also be like, I, I really want to learn. I don't feel like I've been able to dedicate a lot of time to it, um, which is like frustrating, but also like soccer is my number one priority. And we're like literally in playoffs and, you know, these last couple games too are like make or break, whether you're first, second, third kind of thing. So um, it goes in the back burner a little bit. So it's a good start, but I'm hoping, you know, that can kind of change the league more opportunities. Obviously, you know, we have CB, um, CBA kind of coming in to protect the players, which will be huge. Um, and then just more resources. Like I've played in Australia and we have a CBA there and, and it's great. Like I can go and do classes. I can, you know, do internships. I can do passions. I can go and do like photography lessons and stuff like that. So I'm hoping like we can integrate that. I think it will help, you know, balance out what we do. And like, I know we've done the no side hustles, which has been great. I think, you know, changing that as well will keep players longer. You know, I've had a long career, but I don't think that's like something that you see very often. Um, so I think if all those things change, like you will see a healthier environment from like the institutional part all the way down to the players. So I think um, that's going to be huge. I feel like one of the biggest problems with the league and women's soccer in general is that it's, everything has been very reactive like something totally. needs to happen and then we the people with the power will react to it and then we'll have something better moving forward um but what do you think i mean uh, the opportunities for the players to continue to develop themselves and learn on the side as well as huge what else can people like us or your average fans or people that just love the league what can we do to be a part of that sort of positive change in a proactive way and not a reactive way yeah, absolutely. Um, I've gotten this question a lot and it's a great question. I think like even for us players to kind of look at ourselves and see what helps the most, but you guys have been doing a great job from like the jump it's representation, you know, and whatever it looks like, you know, you guys have a really good spin of like humor on it and like, you know, for people to digest, that's a lot easier. Um, but I think, yeah, I've talked to a lot of media. Um, I've done so many press conferences, like just based on like what's happened, obviously. And it's like, you're saying, you have to have this to happen, to have the conversation. So I think, you know, continuing to have either these hard conversations, they're, they're great to have because I think it gets out the information that needs to be out there that usually isn't. Um, I mean, you see it like these coaches get fired. We don't know why. And then they just get rehired. And then it's all of a sudden like, okay, why are they rehired? So I think that's something we've gone to the league being like, you know, whether it doesn't have to come out publicly because we understand like the legal side of things, but like, maybe there is like a list within the league, like here is why these people are getting fired. Like, you know, just not even from coaches, there's like, um, you know, masseuses and stuff like that, where it's like, they just should not be involved in like the women's side of things. Um, I think involved in any sports, if like this stuff is going on, but having, um, those conversations and making sure that like the, which like, it's tough because it's like, does the league know? Did they know? Um, there's those questions. Um, 
ultimately, you know, our human rights and, you know, just protecting us players. I think um, by having more of these conversations, you can tell, like, even there's been so many Sounders boys that's reached out to me being like, how can we help? Um, you know, we want to do, we can't believe this is, this is a common conversation, right? We can't believe this is happening. Yes. It's been happening for years, like mm-hmm. years and years. I can't even imagine like in college, what it's looking like for some female athletes, you know, like, um, and just like being brave enough to speak about it or having the resources to go to someone. Um, so now even within our club, we have like an anonymous, um, website now where like, if there's anything like that's going on, not even like, if there's like something like the water pressure is not good enough. I'm just thinking of Ted Lasso right now. We actually have like a um, website you can go to that's anonymous now to report all these things. So it's like great. And yeah, I talked to my GM, the Predmores who I've been with for 10 years um, who do really are heavily involved and want us to be like successful and safe environment, everything. So I said, you know, I think the biggest like drawback for people ever coming to you with problems is that they're scared. Like, we've got no contractual like safety. So it's like, you can go to bill. And if it's like something where he's like upset, you can be traded the next day. Like we have no protection. So, you know, for girls, like actually coming to, which is like so sad, right. It's like a trickle effect. They're afraid to like talk about this stuff, but then they live (laughs) through through hell to kind of um, live out their dream where it's like, this should never be, you know, ever be like what's going on. So I think um, having like policies in place are going to be huge. Um, I think the anonymous stuff is great, but I think representation, that's why I told the Sounders boys, I'm like, if your club can put out a statement saying that they support women, like that's incredible. Like you see with the WNBA right now, like all these memes coming out about like, no one watches the WNBA and it's like, Oh, only all your idols. And you see like all the NBA players there and all the rappers there. So it's like that representation goes really far. And I think for us, the media is that platform we obviously have our own platform, which you see like the girls using it and it's blown up, right. Our whole NWSL has been blown up because of it in a positive way. Um, but yeah, just continuing to have these stories because you don't want these to come out. And then all of a sudden, you know, like something really big in sport happens. And then all of a sudden that story gets pushed to the bottom. Um, so I think just continuing to have these conversations is, is really key and important to, you know, drive like real change, I think. I'm sorry. Sorry. I was just saying like, it's so sad how just the whole culture of just like being quiet, like everyone be quiet about what's going on. The, it, it goes on to the players. It goes into like the league, the league and the teams itself. And it's just, it's so horrible what has happened to the players who came out about it, but like, thank God they did because it actually is forcing them to change the system. And that's like, what we're so excited to continue sharing about too. And we vow to keep using like our voice to share more about it because I mean, they need to do these investigations and to, and to make sure that the players feel so safe because like, if you're afraid to say something back to your, to say something about your coach, that's just like a sign that the power is totally imbalanced and it's messed up. Um, So thank you so much for just openly like sharing everything about how you feel. And it's so important for us to like share this with our audience. Like we need to talk about this. And when you're uncomfortable, you need to tell someone like there's yeah. been times when we felt uncomfortable in our careers, totally, like, like totally didn't say anything because you just don't know. And it's not yeah. like at a young age, I just feel like I don't even, I can't even think of one time that I was told like, or any, like, I don't know, anything said by a coach, like, if you ever feel like something's not right, like speak up, like I've never, it was, it's not built into the, 
the youth system. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think like, that's the problem is there, right? Like if, if you're not being taught that you come into these environments and just be like, it's sometimes like not even like a conscious thing. You just are like, uh, it's just part of it. We've, yeah. It's like, what, (laughs) but like, we've had so many conversations too. It's like, to what level do you go to, to like say, okay, that, that seems wrong, but okay, maybe it's not because you're in sport and you're like, whatever the coach can yell at me or tell me like, you can't eat that, like whatever, like that's normal for an athlete, but it's not like we need to like normalize that those things are not normal, you know? And I think that's going to be like, obviously decades and decades of like habits of just being like taking it as an athlete and especially a female athlete, right? Like you're trying to get to the top level. You're going to do like whatever you can. And it's like, if someone's telling you, you know, I mean, for, for my career, like we've had so many conversations with people like, Oh, you need to lose weight, gain weight, or like, you need to look this way, that way, you know? And it's like, you're going to do, especially at the younger ages, I look at our rookies that are coming in and I can like, just imagine, like I was a rookie a long time ago and it, it, the environment was different. Like we were kind of in that environment where it's like the rookies pick up the balls. They do all the cleaning. Like that was just what we were like. I just knew, I knew it in college. It was the same way, but like, you can kind of see that environment changing, which I think is great. Like, I don't necessarily think that's like the best approach to get, you know, like the, the most out of these young kids. And, you know, I was thinking back in the day too, like when I had like maybe mental health issues in sport, it wasn't considered mental health yet. You know, like I was always told by my parents, like, get on with it, you know, or you're going to be fine, like rub some dirt on it. Like those are like the phrases we were told where it's like, now it's like, I was probably having mental health issues and I didn't know. And I was just told to like, get over it and push through it where it's like, now it's like, okay, you have these rookies coming in, the environment's changing a little bit, but it has to be because these like issues are more sensitive now, rightfully so as well. Like, I think the, the kids coming up that are the, the generation below me, like, that are having these issues and being able to talk about it. And now it's like normalized that in sports, like, especially like these top percentage of athletes that are playing pro, like we do go through so much mental stuff that, you know, I think initially was just like not talked about as mental health issues and that it could like really change how you play both on and off the field, who you are as a person. Um, All of that stuff plays into so many things in life. And it's like, you're seeing right now that there's just so much more, to life than sport. And it's like, yes, it's, it's definitely a great, like, um, you know, driver for like transitioning into like the real world and having all these like great characteristics, but there's also so much pressure, like while you're in it that I think, um, we, we just kind of disregard as athletes. Cause it's like, well, that's part of the job. Like, yeah, sure it is. But like, you can be in a healthy environment, still be successful, not have to deal with mental health. And if you are like, there are resources now to help you, like, we just now, after nine years with the rain, have a site. Like and nine years. I was just going to ask, actually. One fathomable to me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we don't need one of those. Yeah. Like, how is that not like the top of like right next to your like sports drinks that are going to get yeah. you through a game? Like, right. you know, like there are all these things. It's like what we prioritize, like, was just so backwards. Like, if you're mentally like, healthy you're gonna perform like it it's just like you know it yeah. seems so logical <laughs> that's where I'm like it blows my mind so I'm like you'll literally produce b- better playing and better quality soccer when you're not struggling through an eating disorder or depressed or hiding something because you're afraid to say it. like you will literally have a team that plays better and I'll never understand why 
that wasn't the priority to, to deal with those things. Those all play into the way we compete as athletes. And I mean, you said it before perfectly, like every person that makes a statement or, or talks about something, you know, gives permission to the next person to also share, you know, their experience or feel like it's a little more normal to say something. And, and, you know, we always, we've talked about in the podcast before things that we went through playing and, like we always reference like our, our body fat percentages used to be hung up in the locker room so that we could all see each other's things. And like, I like to think that now because of what I've heard other people talk about, like I, me back, if I put myself back in a situation, I'd be okay being like, this is, this is effed up. Like, I would hope that, that I would, you know, have the strength to be like, something's not right with this situation right here, but we all just went along with it because that was what we were you know expected to do so it's it's with every person who questions you know if they should say something out loud or talk to someone or share a story it really does grant permission and strength to the next person to do the same thing too so it's incredible how much everyone shared and and spoken out too yeah and individual stories are so different too with like how we process like it could be something really small but it affects someone so differently so it's like that's why it's so frustrating for because I hear the conversations they're like well I'm sitting here debating whether it was wrong or right I'm like if you even have to debate it it's wrong like (laughs) you know it's like but they're like well what level like is it okay that he says this to me or is he just trying to be like a coach that's trying to like you know light a fire at my ass or something and I'm like it at this point like you just have to normalize just talk about it and it's like okay if we find out like okay yeah it's not that serious then we can have that conversation when it comes but you're right we it the talking needs to come first and that's never been a thing because we've always just been like get on with sport and you know I actually think there's probably so many girls retiring way too early because of it mm-hmm. you know so hopefully like this kind of changes the cycle and you know financially has always been a big thing in women's soccer for girls not to continue to play but you know I think now that's slowly like coming through and it's like now okay now if we could get like what should have been right a long time ago with like the mental side and, you know, producing good coaches and, you know, teaching the youth at a younger age to be like, this is right. This is wrong. And then, you know, I can't even imagine what like the soccer world will look like after that. Yeah. I love that. I love that you talked about the quality of the coaches. I really didn't even think of that, how it starts with actually teaching a coach, how to be a coach. Like, And even with kids, there should be clear boundaries, like Mm -hmm. clear things that are laid out where everyone is in an understanding of what's right and what's wrong and move on from there. And like, you can grow as a healthier, like in a healthier environment for sure. So it's just so true. And it's a great point and a great, I mean, hopefully we continue to see that as, you know, the years go on. And I know you said it will, it obviously is going to take forever, but Right now, hopefully we can keep the momentum going with what's yeah, going on and totally. nail those things in. Um, so just changing topics, you're currently second place in the league, which is yep. awesome. And you guys are having <laughs> such a successful uh, season so far. What do you think has been playing into that success for you guys? Yeah, I think I always go back and I like pride myself on it so much with this club. It's the girls like we produce uh, the environment we have. And I think with the coaches we had as well. Um, they've always been really good at putting, you know, pieces to the puzzle, but also like we've always gone after not only great footballers, but great people. And it's like, you, it's so clear when you can see that in the environment and, you know, you have new girls coming in and new girls coming from different teams. And, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with girls coming to me being like, look, I thought my environment, like at this other team was great came here. And like, my gosh, it's like so much different. Like, 
so family oriented. Um, we really take time to develop as well. So like everyone feels like they're valued no matter where they are at the roster, whether you're being dressed or you're a starter, like full-time starter, but you know, everyone has their roles and it's like pretty fulfilling to be able to have those. And I think a lot of the times, like within sport, that doesn't happen very often. So, you know, if you're continually like not making the roster and you just don't feel valued anymore, that affects the training environment. You know, you come in just being like, well, I'm not valued. So I'm not going to come try my hardest. And then that's a trickle effect. Like if one person's not giving their hundred, you know, the rest of us like won't be getting better either. So I think that's something that we've, you know, our leadership in the team is really good. But I think from like higher up, that's always been like what we really wanted to develop here. And we've always said like, we want to be the best club in the world, not just the NWSL. So, you know, there's like so many aspects of, um, you know, how to get there. And I think always um, developing our players has been great. And then, you know, making sure that everyone feels valued and knows like their role on the team. Um, and then, you know, having the olders kind of, you know, walk the youngers through that. So it's not necessarily like, yeah, I'm old, you know, you're going to do everything for me or like, you know, that kind of um, relationships, I think um, really changes the environment. And then you see the chemistry on the field. And I think that's like, been so fun to watch. Like we have a very new team this year. Um, we have a really big gap between like our young ones and then our old ones. Like we've got like a lot of old ones and then a lot of young ones and then kind of, we have that middle ground, but it's been the first time I've seen, like there's been such a drastic um, age group. So it's been like really fun to see um, these younger ones coming in, uh, challenging the old ones, which has been great. You know, that's kind of what the cycle looks like. Um, a lot of us won't be playing much longer. So you're kind of having to push those young ones to, you know, fight for the spots and stuff. And I think that just creates a really healthy environment, which is why I think we've been so successful. Um, we can literally play. We have a roster of 32. We have two starting 11s, hundred percent. You can put any 11 on the field and they would go out and perform and win the league for us. So it's like um, you see the starting 11 pretty consistent right now, but we just have everyone biting out our Achilles, which is great. Like that's what you want. Um, that positive competitiveness. Um, and I think that's, what's been driving us. And like, I also think at the end of the day, um, me, Pino, Jess, our original, Steph Cox, even original, um, we kind of have like that chip on our shoulder where we haven't won anything yet. So mm -hmm. we're like, this is, you know, every year we say it, but like, you know, we have that kind of attitude as well, which I think, um, you know, going in and playing teams is kind of like, it's intimidating. Like we want to go out, we want to win and we, we, we want to win pretty for one. We want to play good soccer, but we also want to like really kill teams. Like that's kind of been our like mentality, which has been like really fun. We want to like, you know, from the start, you know, like foot to the gas. And we're like, you score one, you pick the ball up, you go back with, let's go score another one. Like that's kind of been our mentality, which has been like really fun to see too. It's like really good energy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were going for the shield. We were like ninth place for a really long time. Like maybe eight games in almost like halfway through season, we were like, Oh God. And like, we climbed our way out and we're sitting in second now. So we're like, you know, we've been through a lot. We've been through coach change. We've been through some staff change. Um, it's not easy to do mid season. And then, you know, having to luckily like Laura is one of the best managers and coaches I've ever played for, um, coming back in. Um, but she's like working with a new group that's never worked with her, you know, so she's kind of having to, make them buy in as well. So, you know, doing that mid season has been incredible. She's done a great job, but I think like, it just goes back to the team um, wanting to win and wanting to buy in. And you can just tell, like, we love each other. We have so much fun at training and so much fun on the games. Um, 
and playing like incredible soccer. So there's like not much more we can ask for. That's incredible. I love how you stress like the importance for your team of like mentality and making sure that people know that they're valued. Cause I think that's a big thing in women's sports is they don't feel like if you're not starting or if you're not like in the game, you don't feel like you're valued and then your confidence kind of goes down. So that definitely comes into play. Do you have any like tips for, we get all the time questions from lady ballers on how to become more confident, like as as a person and as a player, especially on the field. Totally. I think for that question, just to like it coming from me, I'm a 10 year pro. I still go through ups and downs like so many. So it's not like it gets easier when you get older. Like it's still such a battle of like the mental game of being confident. I think confidence, like when I have it, I'm playing great. in like the last three games, whether it's like what's been going on with the league and stuff, my performances dropped like dramatically. And, you know, I go straight to Laura and I'm like, what can I do? Um, can I do film with you? So I'm like such a visual person. Like if I can show me what I'm doing wrong and then correct it, like that's the best way for me. Um, and I think envisioning me doing it right helps my confidence so much, but yeah, like the last three games I like wrote her and this is why she's such a good manager. She's like, you know, we have our international break right now. She's like, take three days off. Don't think about soccer. You know, if people are asking you questions about soccer, like, in terms of like my teammates, she's like, just be like three days off to yourself, mental health, you know, clear it out. And then she's like, tell into this, we'll go into film, we'll do whatever. But you know, she's like, I got you. Like, that's like her mentality. She's like, you don't worry, whatever you need, like, we're going to get through it. And like, that's what I think, you know, one, seeing good coaches. Um, And then two, like, I take that on, I can do that with other players now too. Like, don't worry about it. I got you because I know someone has my back, you know? So like, that's why I think our environment's been so great. But Yeah, I think in terms of gaining confidence back for me individually, it's training well. Like I need to get a few trainings in that like I feel confident in and it could be basic, right? Like passing pattern. Can I can I pass nine of my passes out of the 10? That's success for me. You know, so now I feel a little bit more confident going into like the next stage of training or whatnot. But um, yeah, I think the small details, especially for a center back um, is where I get a lot of my confidence from. So that's usually mostly in film. Um, and like, I think the youth is doing a much better job at that. Like when I technically, when I was playing, I didn't do film until college. It wasn't a thing that I had in my, um, youth career coming up. So like, I hit that like pretty late and I, I found that for me, it's like been, you know, a game changer for sure. Like when I can go over and see like the small details of me making mistakes or even doing really good, like here, here it is, like you can see it. And I'm like, oh, I can recreate that on the field. And as much as soccer is like, you know, habits and like doing things over and over again, there is like so much in the game that you have to solve on your own. So if you're able to do like the small details that happen a lot, correct. Like, I think when you come to situations where you have to solve it on your own, you're just going to be confident and, you know, right or wrong. Like you do something confident, like your team around you, like kind of, you know, buys into that. And we've seen that like big time we're like talking about like our press or something like when someone goes into it full heartedly the rest of the team is like all right we're going to do it but it's like when you're hesitant you're like okay that's like now a trickle effect like if someone behind you is hesitant now and then it kind of just breaks down so I think being able to you know do the film and be confident to make those decisions like within the game confidently I think that's like been such a game changer for me so you know I encourage film or watching games again so like maybe they're not broken down like we have such cool apps now that like show me when I touch the ball every time 
like there is no escaping your mistakes either, but it's great because it's like, you can see everything and you're like, okay, yeah, I can totally, you know, slow that down see where I've, you know, the breakdown happens and fix it. So I think that's like been key for my confidence for sure. So funny. Sometimes you have to like, literally just remind yourself that you can like complete a pass and then you're like, Oh yeah, you're yeah. Like, I'm fine. Like we're yeah, good. So much I better. Forgot, yeah. I forgot I could do that with, with poise. Yeah. That's so funny. And that's such good advice to the film. It's, it's only become more and more accessible to watch yourself on film. Like I remember, you know, when we were playing in college and stuff, we'd have some of those games on film. If we were lucky enough to have them on film and you were a kid, you never had it, but now it's, it's so successful and, and, people are filming every game, even at the club yeah. and the high school level. Oh, so yeah. that's really, really great advice. Um, and then it seems like you've had such an awesome soccer career and it's been such a big part of your life for so long. Yeah. Um, are you passionate about anything else non-soccer related? Yeah, totally. Um, I've been really doing a lot in the like sports and sustainability world um, with our club in particular. Um, I told you, I, obviously I've been here nine years for a reason. Um, they literally like will help us buy into our passions, which I think is like such a healthy thing to do because having hobbies outside of soccer too, will also help, you know, on and off the pitch, I think having a really balanced life. Um, but yeah, so I designed like a eco kit. It's called mad. It's called make a difference. Um, and essentially I kind of took a poll from the girls of like what we use most, um, when we're traveling or like in the locker room. And then I looked up com companies that have like a really good history of, um, you know, in the sustainable world. Um, and I kind of looked for alternatives and I, we came up with like 32 companies. Um, they all like bought in, they all um, set in products. I think the bag uh, is valued at $500 with all the products that came in. Yeah. So I, so essentially like what I want to do with the club is like when you get your new uniforms and you get your new boots, you also get this eco kit that will help you through like the season in terms of like having all everything you need. That's like eco-friendly for the year. Um, so I've been working on that a little bit outside of soccer. Um, hopefully I can take it somewhere. I haven't decided where yet, um, but I got a lot of um, interest from like colleges with it, other teams, the NWSL, um, even in the MLS. Um, and I've made a lot of connections with other athletes that are in this space as well. So we're kind of, kind of coming together like a little community to see like how we can change things. Um, yeah. And so the rain kind of has a mission, you know, being the best club in the, the world, it, it also takes on like what um, the players are like really interested in too. So they want to be the most sustainable club in the NWSL as well. Um, so we've switched from all our plastic water bottles to everybody water, which is like a carton and it's got sugar cane cap on it. So everything's recyclable. Um, we buy bulk now. So we just refill our shampoos and conditioners instead of like chucking them out, which like 32 girls, you know, we're washing our hair every single day. Like we go through so much plastic. Um, so we've limited that. Um, we've done like bulk food. We've done recycling. You know, we kind of have like signs everywhere in the, the locker room educating. I think that's been a huge thing for the girls most fulfilling for me too, is that like being able to educate them. And then, you know, they have like a conscious like thought about you know, the environment now and like how our sport like affects that. Um, obviously the carbon footprint we create from like traveling is huge and there's like not much you can do with that, but like within like the individual club scene, I think there's like a lot of changes that can be made um, to be more sustainable. So it's a project I've been working on. Um, it's been fun. Our GM Santi as well has a background in sustainability. So he's been incredible. He's helped me with a lot 
Um, yeah, and we just continue to try to find like little ways in the locker room to be more sustainable and hopefully like the club, it's definitely like a pillar pillar of ours and our foundation for the club, but hopefully like there's a trickle effect within the league. Um, and hopefully to get into conversations with that, um, I would love to do more of. So yeah, yeah that's kind of what I'm doing on the side. Cool. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a, like a, a name or an organization name or an email or something? Because like, that should be something adopted by colleges, by yeah. anyone um, right now. So it's, right now. I've been working with, yeah, I've been working with like an agency that's been helping me do this. Also, we've done like a patent. Um, we have like a, a website right now. Um, I'm actually doing an auction today um, with Brad um, Evans, who used to play for the Sounders, but um the proceeds will go to, you know, organizations of my choice. So I'm going to do like a black owned, it's called sacred seed. And basically they're educating like youth on like uh, nutrition and how to like garden and stuff like that. So like, there's kind of, you know, the same thing we, I, I, I swear by it. It's the youth. We've got to start young. Um, we have a rain Academy here that we're like talking about implementing like um, a sustainability curriculum so they can like learn about it you know, and kind of change their ways. Um, and just like, make it fun. Like if, you know, a pro athletes doing it, you bring it down to these like younger kids, they're going to do it in a heartbeat. Um, you know? And so, yeah, I think that's been really, like really fun. I've been talking to a lot of really cool companies that are like willing to do like curriculums for me. Um, it's just like trying to balance it and play. Like that's been like my, my toughest, you know, job right now. Um, I get caught up because I am like a bit older. I will transition pretty soon. So like, I find these passions and I get like almost like slightly obsessed with them. And I'm like, wait, I got to remember I'm still playing. Like we've got playoffs in two weeks. <laughs> so it's like kind of bringing myself back down. It's, it, it's been fun though, but um, you know, balancing that, but yeah, it's been so much fun. Um, I love it. Um, I think there's definitely a space for it in sport and finding just other athletes that are doing it and, you know, connecting with some really cool people. For sure. I, it's amazing. Like, I'll grab a bag really quick so I can show you. Do you guys want to see it? I have one in my closet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these are kind of like what they look like. This is like yeah. the bag has this on the, and then it says like, love your mother. Oh, that's so it's like these, Yeah. And then like literally on the inside. So it's like full to the brim, but it's got everything from like deodorant. So this has like no plastic at all. It's refillable. We've got like things from mouthwash, which is like in a glass bottle. So you can reuse this with soap and stuff like that. Yeah. We've got like the straws and the utensils. They all come in like little things like this. They're so cute. We've got like Arnica balm, sustainable protein, um, toothbrushes, like the stasher bags, which are like great. So like it literally has everything you need for like the year. Um, I would hand sanitizer. Like the whole league wide, like yeah. every player gets one of these in the league. Like that is, that is such a brilliant idea. Yeah. And that's like the goal. That's what I would love to do. It's just like figuring out like, cause this has like maybe over like 30 products. I can maybe send you guys one and you guys can just like dig through it. Um, so it's like everything in there and we've worked with some really cool, really, really cool, um, companies. Is there a name for it for your initiative or anything like that? Yeah. It's called the mad kit. So it's, okay. it stands for make a difference. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can send it. you guys over the website and stuff. And so preseason, we kind of had like a pledge. So like the kits came with like a pledge that like the girls were like, I'm going to take this kit. My pledge is to like, you know, slowly like do something more eco-friendly or like just be more con like conscious, like nothing like big, right? Like everyone's like, oh, it's like intimidating. And I'm like, well, I'm like not perfect with it at all. But yeah. like as Make long as you're like, trying, yeah, yeah. it's going to make well, a huge difference, you know? And then like, it just like, it's such a big trickle effect. Like you see our whole like locker room, but then like, I have girls come up to me and like, my mom's buying a reusable water bottle now because of like what we're doing at the club. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. And yeah. it was, 
so awesome talking to you today. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your input on everything. Nice to like finally meet you guys. You guys have been doing great. I've followed you guys for years now. <laughs> Thank you. I know you were like calling yourself old. I'm like, we're old too. We're old. <laughs> I know we're all up there. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good luck with the rest of the season. We're really excited to see you guys play next and uh, we'll chat soon. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, Bye. Lauren. Bye.